This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Friday, August the 12th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the exciting news in the world of professional wrestling so you don't have to scour the web and your phone. We cover all the latest industry headlines and insider information from WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so much more. Headlines is your daily podcast that's absolutely free of charge anywhere where fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's 
go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Starting off in the world of WWE, Ryan Clark writes in at this hour for E-Wrestling News, does Booker T believe WWE will ever rehire the Velveteen Dream? Now, during the latest edition of his Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T commented on whether WWE will ever rehire the Velveteen Dream. Now, of course, Dream has been accused in the past of unprofessional behavior backstage in WWE NXT, and additionally, he was accused of sexual misconduct back in 2020. Now, this is what Booker T had to say. No, I do not. I think Velveteen Dream is going to be one of those guys that would have had a hell of a career, but that's the real end of his story. Now, for more information on the Velveteen Dream and what Booker T has to say, continue following Ryan Clark as he will have more information on e-wrestling news. Ric Flair is coming in and more headlines. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. Ric Flair is planning to drink more water the next time he does something big. But what exactly does he mean? As e-wrestling news reported, WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair revealed that he passed out twice during his last match. Now, Flair claimed that happened due to suffering from dehydration. Earlier today, Flair took to Twitter to announce that the next time he gets ready for something big, he'll drink more water instead of alcohol. True to form, Flair posted a photo of himself with a glass of beer and wine. He captioned the photo with this. All the attention that I'm getting for dehydration, which can happen to any 23-year-old, is crazy. When I get ready to do something big again, I will obviously drink more water than beer the next time. Woo. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and he will have more information in the world of Ric Flair. Jonathan Jones is also writing in at this hour. Becky Lynch hints that she'll be back by WrestleMania 39. Becky Lynch separated her shoulder during the Raw Women's Championship match with Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. Now, the man is rumored to be out of action for at least several months, though the injury hasn't stopped her from training. During an unexpected appearance on Thursday's WrestleMania 39 launch party, Lynch hinted that she's actually pretty healthy, ready to go by the time Mania comes around next year. Now, Belair announced that the former Raw Women's Champion who seemed confident she'd steal the show at Mania once again. Los Angeles, welcome to the big times. Big time Bex, two-time champion. And you know what? I may be banged up right now come WrestleMania 39. Well, Vincent Van Goat of WWE is going to feel like she's going to steal the show again. I'll be there. For more information on Big Time Bex, continue following E-Wrestling News and Joshua Jones as more information will be forthcoming. Adam Pearce is making news at this hour. He was not stage at SmackDown's WrestleMania 39 launch party. Now, what's happening with this? Tonight's episode of WWE SmackDown will be preempted in Detroit, Michigan. The show will air at 11.30 p.m. local time due to the Fox affiliates' coverage of the Detroit Lions game. Now, Adam Pearce took to Twitter today to reveal that he has the day off, and this is what he wrote. Today is the first Friday I've had off, and I don't know how long. What should I do with my day? If you'd like to follow Adam Pearce, you can follow him on Twitter at ScrapDaddyAP. With more information, continue following Ryan Clark, and more information will be forthcoming over on E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark's also writing in this hour, WWE files two new trademarks for ring names. Now, on August the 9th, WWE filed a trademark for the name Bronco Nima and Usina Price. Now, these two wrestlers will debut on the next WWE NXT level up. Now, the trademarks are for, once again, the two stars who will be appearing on the next set of NXT level up tapings. For more information, Ryan Clark has this over on E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark's also writing in this hour, is Roman Reigns scheduled for Extreme Rules, WWE, UK, NXT update, and so much more. In addition to two WWE NXT tapings recently being canceled, the company has no additional TV taping scheduled as of right now. WWE NXT UK talents Galus and Charlie Dempsey will be coming to Florida later this month to train at the Performance Center. Now, there's some rumors that the company could film NXT UK starting in Orlando, Florida. Roman Reigns is not booked for WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view that will be happening in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on October the 8th. Now, if WWE does go forward with a match between Roman Reigns and Karrion Cross, it's likely to take place at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. 
With more information on all of this regarding Roman Reigns, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark also writes in at E-Wrestling News, Kurt Angle reveals the backstage reaction to his concussion that happened at SummerSlam 2000. Now, during a recent appearance on the Kurt Angle Show, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle commented on defeating The Rock for the WWE Championship at No Mercy in 2000, suffering a concussion at SummerSlam 2000, and so much more. Now, on defeating The Rock for the WWE title at No Mercy 2000, and the backstage reaction to his concussion at SummerSlam that year. It blew my mind, he said. I'm going to beat The Rock for the World Championship, one of the greatest superstars of all time. I think the reason was that this was what Vince told me. It was at SummerSlam. That was a couple of months before. I had a triple threat match with Triple H and The Rock. I got the concussion when Triple H went to pedigree me through a table, and the table broke early, and I landed right on the concrete floor and on my head, and I got a concussion. I went backstage, and the match was supposed to end that way, but I wasn't really supposed to get concussed, but I did. So I suppose I got wheeled back anyway after the match. Well, I got wheeled back, and they checked me out, and I had a concussion. Vince was going crazy backstage, like, what are we going to do? We need to get him back in the ring. I'm laying there, and they're filming all of this. The production team is right in my face. I'm saying, I have to do a pre-tape right now? And he was like, yes. If you'd like to read more about what exactly happened when he got the concussion and Vince McMahon's reaction to that, follow Ryan Clark, and he has this article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson's writing on this hour for eWrestling News. Goldberg reveals what his original ring name was supposed to be. Now, WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg nearly went out to the ring with a name that no one would have ever known before. After his run in the NFL ended, Goldberg made his way to WCW before signing with WWE in 2003. Now, speaking to Chris Jericho on the latest edition of Jericho's podcast, Goldberg revealed the plans for what his original name was supposed to be in professional wrestling. I wanted to be known as Hybrid and Bill Gold, G-O-L-D, at the tapings down in Orlando for WCW. I remember going out there and I'm thinking, should I go out with just my first name? And then I walked past Gorilla Position and they said, hey, what do you want us to call you? And I'm like, uh, call me the Hybrid. They turned around and looked at me and said, we can't do that. We can't announce you as the Hybrid because if you ever sell merchandise, you know there's going to be a trademark issue with that name. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't foresee myself selling any merchandise, so just call me Hybrid, but the announcer had to call me Bill Gold. Now, Big Gold would be further extended to Bill Goldberg. The WWE Hall of Famer's real name was later shortened to just Goldberg. With more information on the early days of Bill Goldberg's career, continue following Thomas Lawson, and more information will be forthcoming. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. WWE NXT star worked as a producer while injured. WWE NXT 2-point star Zoe Stark opened up about working as a producer while she was injured with a torn MCL and meniscus in November. Now, Starks was out of action until returning last month. But during that time from the ring, she worked backstage as a producer. And this is what she had to say. I knew I was going to come back, and I knew producing was going to help me with staying in touch and being in things with the ring, Starks said while speaking to Corey Graves on After the Bell. When you coach somebody. Two people are learning, and I'm learning at the same time because now I'm really having to think about things. It's amazing to be able to be on both sides, being a coach and a performer. You get different takes on things, and I'm learning what a producers have to go through, and I honestly had no idea. People kind of want to go off on their own thing and throw things at producer, and sometimes if they don't realize, it's going to throw the camera guys off, and it's going to throw everyone off. You have to be in full com communication with everyone. We're all a team on this, and you can't just go rogue and do your own thing. We need to help each other out. We 
all have the same goal. We want to have a great match, but we also want to tell a great story. For more information on all of this, continue following Andrew Ravens, and he will have more information over on eWrestling News. Now we have the latest on Carmella's injury status. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. While working a triple threat match, Carmella suffered an injury at a WWE house show last Saturday night. Now the fan video showed her entering the ring, falling over, and immediately removing herself from the match. WWE commentator and husband of Carmella, Corey Graves, confirmed that she was hurt on Twitter and that there was some frustration when finding out the news on Twitter itself. I love learning that my wife got injured via a live video that happened on Twitter. Well, good news is that it doesn't appear that injury was very serious. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported Carmella's injury was believed not to be serious enough. She did miss the house show the next night, though, but it looks like things will be fine and she'll be getting back to healthy soon. For more information on Carmella, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Now, Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour. Here is what was pitched for Goldberg to squash Brock Lesnar at WWE Survivor Series 2016. And why did that match just go very short? Speaking on Talk is Jericho, WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg spoke about who pitched the idea for a squash match in their match at SummerSlam 2016. It was Goldberg's first match back after being gone for 12 years. Lesnar was in the midst of one of his most dominant runs in his career. This is what Goldberg had to say. Goldberg actually revealed it was Lesnar's idea who posed it. This is what Goldberg said. I never would have said this before, and I don't think you have ever heard this before, but Brock is an absolute mastermind. He really is. That is something that I never saw coming, never especially from a guy that talks so much crap about the business prior to getting into it, and he would never, ever say wrestling is fake, considering he is a real wrestler. So, lo and behold, look at the opportunity. Take advantage of it. He's got a rocket ship on his butt, and he's headed to the moon. It was an honor for me to still be looked upon as somebody who was worthy enough to be in there with him. Brock is one of those guys that came up with a 90 second deal. He said, you know me, I'm not going to walk in and say, ah, I've been waiting 12 years. I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar in 90 seconds. Pay me and I'm done. No, it doesn't work like that in the business. I learned a lot from Brock and I learned a lot about who he is and about how creative his mind is and how unselfish he is. Those are the things that people definitely would be surprised about when someone talks about Brock Lesnar. Brock wanted it to happen this way. Two spears, jackhammer, under two minutes and the match was over. It was all Brock. With more information on all this very interesting revelations about their match, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Andrew Ravens is also writing in early plans for tonight's WWE Smackdown and there is a star that's slated to return. Ronda Rousey was defeated by WWE Smackdown Women's Champion Liv Morgan as she was pinned while tapping out. The referee didn't see Morgan tap out and the post-match roundy laid out both Morgan and the referee resulting in her being suspended. Now Shayna Baszler is set to challenge Liv Morgan for the Smackdown Women's Championship at Clash of the Castle next month. Now they will have a contract signing for that big upcoming match tonight on WWE SmackDown. But Fightful reports that Ronda Rousey is also set to be involved in the segment in some way. Now, as far as exactly what's going to happen, it still hasn't yet been determined. Now, here are some of the details for the plans for tonight. Karrion Cross is scheduled on the show with a full presentation including the Hourglass entrance. There's supposed to be a table spot at some point that's also going to happen. Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, The Street Profits, and Roman Reigns are all tentatively scheduled for the show as well. And you can find more information by continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. We got some more news on WrestleMania 39 pre-ticket sales. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. WWE held WrestleMania 39 launch party in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium on Thursday as tickets are now officially on sale for the big event. Now before the event, WWE released pre-sale tickets of the show. In the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that WWE sold over 10,000 combo tickets for both nights in pre-sale alone, with around 1,000 tickets for each night selling individually. Now Meltzer noted WWE had 
the pre-sale for WrestleMania tickets this past week, they were also pushing combo tickets as they were priced reasonably, while the individual tickets were priced far higher. There was the numbers that are called ridiculous that were looming out there with fans wanting to pay a lot of money. Now, more than 10,000 combo tickets for both nights were sold, and even the highest prices for about 1,000 tickets were being sold individually for each night. For more information on this big monumentous ticket sales, continue following E-Wrestling News, and Andrew Ravens will have more information regarding the event. Thomas Law writing in this hour, WWE returns aren't going to end any time soon. Returns by WWE former superstars is expected to carry on for the foreseeable future. Since Triple H took over WWE's talent relations department, the promotion has seen several returns, such as Dakota Kai, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, and now recently Dexter Loomis. According to Fightful Select, sources within WWE said the returns aren't stopping anytime soon. Now, it's not noted on who exactly is going to be coming back. Two more former superstars are expected to return to WWE tonight on SmackDown, though. For more information on all the returning stars to WWE, continue following Thomas Lawson, and more information will be coming forward. Thomas Lawson's also writing backstage news on problems in WWE NXT UK. There is reportedly a lot of unease with WWE NXT right now. The WWE NXT UK was launched in October of 2018 as part of the global brand extension of WWE. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reports there's a lot of issues backstage stemming from recently cancelled tapings. Now, the talent was told that the tapings were cancelled due to BT Sports Studios being used for soccer coverage, but some people aren't really believing that. BT Sports Studio is also the home of NXT UK since COVID-19 has been around. Now, the belief is among those on the roster is that WWE could tape somewhere else and shut down the tapings. That's never really a good sign to find out more information about what is happening with NXT UK and how that may eventually transition over to the United States. Continue following Thomas Lawson as he will have more information. Thomas Lawson's also writing, another WWE superstar is expected to revert to their old name. WWE superstar Humberto is expected to receive his full name back again. Carlio is part of WWE's new era. Last November, Humberto's name was shortened to solely his first name, while his cousin, Angel Garza, was shortened just to Angel. Now, recently, Angel confirmed that he'll be working as Angel Garza again, with the Garza name being a tribute to his uncle, the late Hector Garza Jr. Now, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter also noted by Dave Meltzer that Humberto is also expected to receive his last name again. For more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on this is on their website right now. Jacqueline is making news at this hour. The successful superstar has been a big part of women's wrestling ever since she entered into the wrestling industry. Jacqueline was against an infamous WWE Attitude Era segment. So what exactly was her beef? Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. WWE Hall of Famer Jacqueline said she did not enjoy being in bikini contests during the Attitude Era. Jacqueline signed with the WWF in 1998 as an on-screen girlfriend of Mark Marrow during the latter storyline with his real girlfriend Sable. At the fully loaded 1998 pay-per-view event, Jacqueline won a bikini contest after a technicality after Sable was disqualified for wearing nothing but two handprint marks that were on her breasts. Now, Jacqueline said she wasn't a big fan of that. Jacqueline said she enjoyed working with Sable, but she also did not enjoy the segment specifically. She would go on to say the following, We did have chemistry in the ring. I loved working with her, and I had no problem with her, and it was a lot of fun, really. They wanted us to do this bikini contest, and I didn't want to do bikini contests because I'm a wrestler. I'm a trained wrestler, and I also love to wrestle. Jacqueline would eventually leave WWE in 2005, 
2004 as a two-time women's champion and one-time cruiserweight champion, the only woman to hold that title in WWE. For more information on Jacqueline, continue following you wrestling news as more information will continue following. Teddy Long is making news at this hour. Teddy Long says Dave Chappelle show influenced his career in pro wrestling. Thomas Lawson writes in WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long has explained that he learned his iconic catches phrase from the comedian Dave Chappelle. Long ago, down several many old roads in wrestling, he was a referee at one point. He was also a manager and a general manager. Now, speaking to Sports Kita, Long recapped how the Chappelle show affected him. He would go on to say the following. I was looking at Dave Chappelle one night and there was this guy on Dave Chappelle's show and that he was talking sick to him and he kept saying, holla holla, holla holla. So it was kind of hilarious to me. And I said, you know what? Let me take this to TV and see how I can make it work. And then holla holla happened. Now, Long was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2017 and that included Kurt Angle, Beth Phoenix, Diamond Dallas Page, The Rock and Roll Express, and Ravaging Rick Rude. For more information on Teddy Long, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about NXT again. WWE NXT Superstar teases main roster call-up and a possible shot at a WrestleMania match. WWE NXT 2.0 Santos Escobar has teased making his main roster debut in time for WrestleMania 39. Escobar, a former NXT Cruiserweight Champion, is a leader of a faction inside of NXT as well. Now, speaking about the Wrestle 39 tickets that have gone on sale, Escobar spoke about appearing at the big event in April of 2020. And this is what he had to say. WrestleMania is the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the immortals. Do you know what I represent? I represent Mi Familia Latina. For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information about the WWE Superstar will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Benjamin, former WWE Tag Team Champions on main event tapings, and it looks like there might be a split. Thomas Lawson writes at this hour, former WWE Raw Tag Team Champions Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin have split up according to the actions from the latest episode of WWE Main Event. Alexander and Benjamin were once part of the Hurt Business and captured the Raw Tag Team titles from the New Day at TLC 2020. Now, on this week's episode of Main Event, the former tag team partners faced off with Alexander picking up the win. Now, despite all of this, Bobby Lashley recently said that the fans would love to see the Hurt Business reunite again. Now, will that happen? All depends on what creative decides to do now it's under the reign of Triple H. For more information on all of that, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Bailey. Bailey comments on Chris Statlander's injury. We have some news on Peter Avalon and other Wingman members in AEW. Bailey recently took to Twitter to talk about the injury to AEW star Chris Statlander. Now, as previous support on E-Wrestling News, Statlander received a knee injury that will keep her sidelined for an undisclosed amount of time. Now, this is what Becky had to say. Well, got one knee fixed, got another one to go. I came back stronger and better than ever before, and I'll come back again after this one. I'm sorry to have let you all down again, but I will be back more powerful and more of a woman. Bailey then responded by saying, damn, wishing you the best recovery. You're really good. For more information on this, continue following Bailey on social media and continue following e-wrestling news. If you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the news in the world of professional wrestling. Whether it's a WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and so many more. We make sure we try to cover is all the headlines that we can so you don't have to. You don't have to take time away from your day from scrolling on your computer or on your phone. 
With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get back to the headlines. Joshua Jones is writing news at this hour. Jeff Jarrett talks mixed reactions to Ric Flair's last match. Joshua Jones writes, Despite the bloodshed, the nature boy Ric Flair managed to come out victorious in his final match at Starcad, StarCast 5 in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, the Hall of Famer teamed up with his son-in-law, Andrade, to defeat Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. There were many who felt uncomfortable about watching the Hall of Famer wrestle for supposedly the last time. In a recent interview with High Spots TV, Jarrett discussed some of the negative reactions to Flair's last match. Now, here are some of them. Going into it, I knew there were going to be mixed reactions. Coming out of it, there may have been actually more. Some people, now depending on who you listen to, have an opinion on everything. But some people watch the main event and they truly, truly had mixed emotions. And I find that fascinating. I thought about it for a very, very long time. And you know what? I was taught from a very early age from my grandmother that you always, you always are a hardcore wrestling fan at heart. And that doesn't change. Passion is one of those things that never quite goes away. Now, many fans have gone onto social media and said that they felt that it was awkward and uncomfortable were two of the words that were used to describe how it was sitting watching Flair's last match. Now, Jarrett would go on to say on his experience on being in that match and the criticism that Flair has gotten. Obviously, being in it is completely different than watching it, but I've learned this and I've learned it for several years. Expectations. I think everybody in their mind had a completely different expectation going in and what they remember Ric Flair in his glory years. Nobody likes to remembering the fat Elvis. Everybody likes to remember the glory days of Elvis. And I totally get that. You can't kill memories. Dutch Mantel used to mention to me that, you know what? Expectations. Expectations are what you expect from yourself sometimes. Then, sometimes you get really down to it. It's fascinating how so many people have expectations of the way things should be, despite how things really are. And that happens in and outside of the business. And it's really, truly across the board. For more information on everything Jeff Jarrett had to say, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to the world of AEW and seeing what their daily headlines are for today. We have news on a current relationship between the NWA and AEW. Now, many companies right now are exploring the world of the Forbidden Door. Now, when it comes to NWA and AEW, they've experienced a little bit of that. But what does their relationship stand right now? Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, according to a report from Fightful, NWA and AEW are said to be on good terms, despite not working together since 2021. AEW President Tony Khan said during an interview last year that he had paid AEW talent that had worked for NWA Power and he never received as much as a thank you from Billy Corgan. Now, Corgan would later respond by saying that there wasn't as successful as they thought it would be. This is also what he had to say. It wasn't a miscommunication. Tony was Tony was and has my number. I wish he had really reached out privately to me about the issues that he had had. The fact that he went public with something other than talking to me about it, well, I wish it wouldn't have gone that way. Now, the other end of the equation is I never talked about things publicly and I don't. So it would be like if you want to pretend that there's an issue then let me know. There's more to this conversation that happens between Billy Corgan and AEW President Tony Khan. But it seems like one side feels like they did more for the other. Now will they ever do business again? It depends. Right now the relationship is still said to be on good terms but it doesn't look like anything is imminent that's going to be happening between the two companies. More information continue following Ryan Clark and more information will be coming forth. We have some new news on AEW attendance numbers from several upcoming AEW shows. Now, All Out in Chicago has already sold 7,500 tickets. Now, there is a $90 price right now on the secondary market for tickets. Next Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite in Charleston, West Virginia has already sold 3,800 tickets. Dynamite in Cleveland, Ohio has already sold 3,300 tickets. Chicago on August 31st has sold 5,200. Chicago also for Rampage has sold 4,600. Dynamite in Buffalo, New York on September 7th has sold 
4,300. Dynamite in Albany, New York has already sold 2,800. If you'd like to find out more information on the ticket sales and where they stand right now for upcoming AEW events, continue following you wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Let's talk about the trios titles that will be determined at this year's All Out pay-per-view. Now, the Young Bucks have reportedly been involved in plans with the trios titles since the inception. However, it's also led to the belief that the rumored winner-take-all match would feature the Young Bucks and FTR. Well, that match has now been scrapped. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, AEW President Tony Khan says he wanted the Bucks to be involved in the trios tournament. Although FTR versus the Bucks was discussed at one point, Khan ultimately decided to go with the original plan, which was to have the Bucks potentially team with Kenny Omega. Now, it was reported that Khan has been waiting for Kenny to return to really start promoting the championships. Now, whether or not Omega returns within the next few weeks in AEW is still yet to be seen. For more information on the trios championships, continue following Joshua Jones, and there'll be more information on eWrestling News. We have some contract status right now for the Young Bucks, Adam Page, and several other AEW stars. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour, there's been much speculation regarding certain wrestlers' contracts in AEW now that there's new leadership in WWE. Now, with the return of ex-NXT stars such as Dakota Kai and Dexter Luma showing up on the main roster, many fans have been wondering if ex-WWE talent who went over to AEW would eventually leave the company once their contracts expire. Now, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has provided an updating regarding AEW's contracts regarding the Young Bucks, Adam Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega. Now, according to a report, the Bucks and Page are under contract until the end of 2023. As far as Omega, his contract's up in February of 2023. Interestingly enough, MJF's deal was said to be ending around the same time as the Bucks and Hangman Page. However, many backstage are keeping quiet now about that situation. More information about the contracts and when they expire, continue following Joshua Jones, and eWrestling News will provide more information and time coming. Jeff Hardy's making news of this hour. His most recent hearing has been postponed until he gets an official date. It was reported that the scheduled pretrial hearing for Jeff Hardy was pushed back by 60 days in request for his legal team. Now, according to PW Insider, the pretrial will now be set for October the 19th. Hardy was arrested back in June for a DUI charge and was suspended indefinitely without pay from AEW. Tony Khan has stated Hardy will not return until he completes treatment and can maintain his sobriety. For more news on Jeff Hardy, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's talk about ratings. AEW rating breakdown for Quake by the Lake, which happened this past Wednesday night. Joshua Jones has this. This week's episode of AEW Dynamite saw the return of CM Punk. The AEW World Champion made a surprise appearance after being out of action with a foot injury. The show titled Quake by the Lake was headlined by the interim AEW World Champion, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. Now, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has provided an in-depth breakdown of the show's ratings, including a look at each individual quarter hour. Dynamite claimed the top spot on the cable for seven out of the last eight weeks. This week's episode was up 3.6% in viewership, up 2.1% in the 18 to 49 demo. Now it was down 13.7% in 18 to 34, and it had 107,000 viewers with men 18 to 34, 50,000 women 18 to 34, 177,000 men in the 35 to 49 category, and 99,000 women in the 35 to 49. Most of the viewers were men that fell into the 18 to 49 demographic that comprised 65.6%. Now, according to Wrestling Observer, the strongest performance quarter was quarter one, and this was the breakdown of that specific quarter. Darby Allen versus Brody King had 1,064,000 viewers, and then also had 507,000 of that fell in the 18 to 49. Quarter two was John Moxley's promo with Chris Jericho and the match with Roosh and Andrade El Idolo and the Lucha Brothers. That clocked in at 972,000. Third quarter was the end of the Rouge Andrade match, and then the Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, Hangman, Adam Page, Dark Order segment had 941. Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry and Christian Cage and Jungle Boy segment 
pulled in 948,000. Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo, the Gun Club segment, the Best Friends, and Trustbusters brought in 950,000. Six quarter was the Cargill versus Rain, and the Thunderstorm interview in the lineup for next week went down to 926,000. Then the Moxley versus Chris Jericho clocked in at 968,000, and then the end of the Moxley Jericho crested over a million with a million three thousand viewers for the end of the show. For more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news as they will have more on the breakdown of AEW Dynamite ratings. Let's go ahead and let's more about Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill made history at AEW's Quake by the Lake on AEW's episode of Dynamite this past Wednesday night. AEW TBS champion Jade Cargill had a history-making night on AEW's Quake by the Lake. Now on the show, Cargill defeated her title, defended her title against Madison Rain, who just recently signed with AEW earlier this month. Now by retaining her championship, Cargill became the first and only AEW wrestler to have 10 consecutive title defenses. More information continue following Thomas Lawson, and there will be more information regarding that. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour. Dan Housen is commenting on how he and Orange Cassidy are creating new wrestling fans. AEW wrestler Dan Housen has recently been interviewed by Hard Lore to talk about several professional wrestling topics, including he and Orange Cassidy, and how they were creating new fans. This is what he had to say. I feel Orange and I are the two go-to people right now to complain about people that they don't like. I know it's goofy when it comes to wrestling. We're just two people, and I always hear, oh, my friends don't like wrestling, but they love you guys, and they love watching you guys. Or, I really wasn't in wrestling, but I watch you two guys a lot. It's a testament that we're creating new fans, which is what you should be doing as a wrestler. That's exactly what our jobs are to do, and I feel only a handful of people who are actually doing that. Whenever anyone comes up to me, and sometimes it's not, it's multiple people every single time I do a meet and greet, and I'm always hearing them say, I never watch wrestling, but I found you on YouTube, and now I'm watching. For more information on how Danhausen sees himself and Orange Cassidy creating a new set of fans when it comes to the world of AEW, continue following John Fuentes and he has more information. Now it was announced that Eric Redbeard would be teaming up with Danhausen tonight to take on the Gun Club on Rampage. According to Fightful, Redbeard has yet to sign a full-time contract with AEW. While Redbeard has a great relationship with the company, it doesn't appear he is going to be a full-time member of the roster. Now, for more information on Eric Redbeard, continue following eWrestling News and there will be more information forthcoming. Ricky Starks is making news at this hour. The star, that is Ricky Starks, is definitely starting to make his presence felt in the world of AEW. Ricky Starks reveals who influences promo style and so much more. During a recent appearance on Drive Time, AEW star Ricky Starks commented on his emotional promo after he lost the FTW title and who he kind of models himself. Let's go ahead and find out. Ricky said, he said, I sound kind of odd when I say this, but I haven't really studied a lot of promos and I haven't really studied like people like Ric Flair before. But when you talk about promos, Flair, yeah, he's definitely got him. He's known, he's renowned known for his promos. But there's other ones that I look at as well. And I try to pick up certain nuances in things. I look at what Austin did in ECW, the promos that he cut. I love listening to him, and I love listening to Paul Heyman. I love listening to Terry Funk. There's so many people that there's things that I can take away from. The early 80s videos of sermons of pastors when they would be in front of a congregation, you could just feel the passion with all of their speeches that they were giving. Yeah, there's a lot of people who influenced me. If you'd like to hear more about the influences of Ricky Starks continue following e-wrestling news as more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's jump into the world of Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling has a lot of headlines that are making news at this hour. Impact ratings are in for the most recent episode. The numbers are in for Thursday's Impact Wrestling. According to Showbuzz Daily, the August 11th show drew 131,000. Now this is up from the 115,000 it did the prior week. Now the demo rating held steady, drawing a .03 rating 
in the 18 to 49 key demo. This is the same number it drew the past two weeks. Now the show ranked 131 in cables 150 last night. If you'd like to find out more about this, continue following eWrestling News as they will have more of the analytics. Killer Kelly is making news at this hour. Impact Wrestling Killer Kelly debuts. We also have some information about Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley. During Thursday night's episode of Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley were involved in a contract signing for their match at Emergence. Now, you can check out the highlights if you follow Impact Wrestling on Twitter. Now, in addition to that, Kushida defeated Diener on this past week's episode of Impact Wrestling. You can check out the highlights of that. Also, once again, if you follow Impact Wrestling on Twitter as well. Mike Bailey defeated Rocky Romero to retain his X Division Championship on this week's episode of Impact Wrestling. You want to catch the highlights of that? All the videos are posted right now over on their Twitter page. And once again, Killer Kelly picked up the win in her in-ring debut with Impact Wrestling. You want to catch the highlights from that? Go ahead and follow them on Twitter and all of those details are ready to see. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the new title match that has been added to Impact Wrestling Emergence Pay-Per-View. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, we'll see an Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship taking place at tomorrow night's Emergence Pay-Per-View. Now the company announced today that Brian Myers will defend the championship. You can find out more about this if you follow them online and you can follow all the information and late breaking news if you follow Impact Wrestling on Twitter. Now some of the other key matches that are going to be happening at Emergence. Josh Alexander takes on Alex Shelley. For the Impact Knockouts Championship, Jordan Grace, the champion, takes on Mia Yim. The Impact X Division Champion, Mike Bailey, taking on Jack Evans. Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary take on Deanna Peraza and Chelsea Green. Honor No More versus The Bullet Club, and if Honor No More loses, they all must disband. Bandito takes on Ray Horace. Violent by Design takes on Kushida and Chris Sabin. Steve Macklin will take on Sammy Callahan. And once again, the Digital Impact Championship will be defended again by Brian Myers. For more information on all things Impact Wrestling, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's jump into the world of Ring of Honor. Many fans are wanting to know what's happening with Ring of Honor, what will be happening, and if maybe a TV deal is going to be reached soon. Let's first start off with Claudio Castanoli. Claudio Castanoli is the champion of Ring of Honor right now, and he also was talking about something that a lot of wrestling fans have always wanted to know. What was going on with that match with Nicholas at WrestleMania 34? During a recent appearance on Insight with Chris Van Vliet podcast at StarCast 5, former WWE superstar Claudio Castanoli commented on his WrestleMania 34 match. Now, the match involved Castanoli and Sheamus teaming up to face against Braun Strowman and Nicholas. This is what Castanoli had to say. I didn't even realize. I met Nicholas earlier on the day, and I didn't realize that he was going to be my mystery opponent because nobody had told us till the last minute. And it was like three hours later, and I asked Sheamus, I said, who is it? And he goes, you met the guy three hours ago. I was like, oh, oh. I actually thought it was really cool. What I love about wrestling is there's all different kinds of matches. There's roller coasters that take you on a ride. And that's what WrestleMania matches really need. Sometimes there needs to be a match that's just fun. Every show needs fun matches. And WrestleMania is obviously very nervous sometimes. People are very high. You know what? Sometimes it's just about being fun. For more information on that, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. That's going to do it for all the headlines today for Friday, August the 12th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that covers all the world. Wrestling news, everything from your favorite promotion to your favorite superstar. What are the insiders saying? What are the energy experts saying about this? And what are other fans saying? That's what we bring to you on Headlines. The interviews that are taking place between the journalists and the major stars. And we bring it all to you. Podcast each and every day. That's absolutely free no of charge to you wherever fine podcasts are made available with that being said my name is mike freeland and i will catch you on the next episode of headlines
My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The Rit.